This Morning with Henry Shin on TBS EFM. Well, if you remember yesterday's program, we had a long discussion as well as a poll to you, our listeners, on to whether the U.S. President Donald Trump should be impeached or removed from office by other means for his role in inciting this riot that took place uh, where uh, protesters or more accurately insurrectionists uh, uh, tried to seize the U.S. Capitol. So um, there are now questions a little over a week left. Uh, is there enough time to do this? Is this even feasible? And is this something that... Uh, according to some Republicans, uh, would disrupt the the sense of unity as uh, we have an incoming Biden administration. To give us some analysis on what's going on in the U.S. right now, we're very pleased to be joined from the university, American University's School of Public Affairs, Professor Capri Cafaro on the line. Hello. Hi, good morning. Thank you so very much for having me. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Always appreciate it. Uh, what are your th- initial thoughts on this uh, situation? Biden is set to be inaugurated, and now there is no real uh, questions remaining as to any legal obstacles uh, to his uh, inauguration. Um, how do you think uh, the situation should be handled uh, going forward in, in regards to the question of Donald Trump? Well, I think that there are a number of considerations that um, need to be factored in. I mean, you're looking at a timing issue, as you mentioned. You know, there are political considerations. There are moral, uh, legal, and ethical considerations as well. And I think that those are the, the kind of questions that members of Congress uh, are raising to themselves, as, as well as, uh, you know, the remaining members of, of the current Trump administration. So, you know, you have folks that have resigned, for example, in the Trump administration. Uh, you have you know, Republicans that have started to speak out and, and say that President Trump should resign. Um, and so I think that there is, there is somewhat of a consensus that, um, you know, President Trump, in one way, shape, or form, his words and his acts, contributed to, you know, these, these uh, you know, violent acts of uh, occupation and insurrection that we saw last Wednesday. Um, so there are a number of, of options that are available. Uh, one is the 25th Amendment um, that would involve the vice president and eight members of the cabinet to um, basically say that President Trump is not fit for office and, and would seek removal, making Vice President Pence the acting president for the remaining time. That right now seems unlikely because, right. um, you know, the folks that would potentially vote for that um, in the cabinet have, have stepped down. So mm-hmm. right now we're looking at one article of impeachment that has been introduced that is the vehicle um, that I think will be, you know, acted upon very swiftly by the House. But now the question is, are they going to hold off passing that to the Senate for maybe a month or more to enable an incoming Biden administration to get their footing uh, to establish their goals and their policy priorities without being distracted by an impeachment proceeding, which can still go forward even after President Trump is out of office. Right. And I've, I've read that largely thanks to the fact that um, the Georgia runoff elections resulted in two additional Democratic seats giving control of the U.S. Senate to the Democrats, that as a majority leader, Chuck Schumer, he can set the agenda and schedule and that they could have a two-track system in place where the first half of the session could be dedicated to implementing the the initial parts of the Biden agenda uh, for his new administration. And then the latter half could be dedicated to uh, the, the impeachment inquiry or the, or the, uh, the trial that would take place 
in the Senate. And uh, someone as uh, Biden, who's had decades of experience in the Senate and knows the uh, the rules and procedures, probably would be able to navigate those waters. And so the the key is if 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 there is a political will, impeachment can be uh, can be done. And it doesn't have to necessarily disrupt the Biden administration in its uh, first 100 days. Right. That's right. And I think that right now, those are the discussions that are being had on Capitol Hill. Uh, Just on Sunday, um, uh, Congressman uh, Jim Clyburn from South Carolina, who is a member of Democratic leadership in the House, had indicated that this is, you know, something that they are very seriously considering is, again, moving articles of impeachment and then subsequently waiting um, to transfer those over to the Senate to provide some breathing room for the incoming Biden administration. I mean, I do think that there is, again, this concern, um, you know, on one hand for moving forward, for, you know, a sense of unity, for, um, you know, allowing a new administration to calm uh, things down and, you know, give them the, the, um, the due that they deserve to right. be able to move forward on matters of the pandemic and economic development and stimulus and all the rest of these issues. Um, that they were elected to, um, you know, go forward on. But at the same time, I think that there is, there is a desire uh, and a feeling of necessity to not allow this moment to pass without some kind of uh, process in place to hold those individuals accountable. And it's not just President Trump um, and the process of either the 25th Amendment, which looks like it's not going forward, or impeachment, which looks like it does. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about the possibility of, you know, expelling members of Congress that, you know, have fueled the flames as well, um, you know, invoking um, aspects of the uh, 14th Amendment as, um, you know, the grounds to do so as far as members of Congress, you know, basically um, inciting insurrection. So that's a possibility. So, there, you know, there, there's a real desire to hold people accountable. And we're seeing it happen in the private sector as well, from Simon & Schuster canceling uh, Senator Josh Howley's book deal right. to, um, you know, Twitter and Parler being sidelined um, to, um, you know, major corporations like Marriott um, and, and financial institutions ceasing their, um, their campaign contributions. So there are significant consequences um, from, from legal to financial, um, uh, you know, and everything in between that are, that are facing those individuals that have participated in last week's events. Yeah, and so that deterrent effect, to send the message that you can't have this happen again, should there be a future president, Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley, who looks back and says, well, you know, Trump uh, uh, inside this insurrection and nothing happened to him, I guess I can do the same too if I feel like I'm in political trouble. That being said, it doesn't seem like Trump would take this lying down. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to go into his mind. Uh, that would be a, a very difficult thing to do. But uh, <laughs> despite being shut off of social media, which is a really, really huge, huge part of his platform. Do you think he will react in a way that could be, again, uh, the concerns being um, uh, it, it, volatile enough that there could be potential violence, again, among his supporters? Well, what we're already seeing and what we're already hearing, which is why, um, you know, uh, things like Parler have been sidelined by, um, you know, servers and why, um, you know, the Apple and, and Google app stores have um, decided to uh, sideline the apps as well on their app store is because we're already hearing rumblings of, you know, violence being planned for the uh, the 17th across mm-hmm. the country in all 50 state capitals. Uh, you know, we're hearing about credible threats on the Washington Monument. We're mm-hmm. hearing about, you know, threats from the 17th to the 20th and beyond in Washington, D.C., which corresponds with the inaugural 
Um, so, you know, we haven't seen President Trump really speak out. And look, I, you know, he talks about uh, his First Amendment rights being curtailed. Um, you know, uh, Twitter is and, and Facebook and YouTube and everything else are, are private entities. They are not subject to the First Amendment right. in the way that, that other things are. But he is the president of the United States still right now, and he could hold a press conference at any time, but he hasn't. Um, but he isn't going to take the flame down. He's not going to resign. Um, and, you know, there's even rumblings about him trying to start his own uh, social media platform when, right. when he uh, finally leaves the White House. So um, I think that everyone is, is very much on high alert, particularly as we learn more and more about how planned, how orchestrated, yeah. and how organized so many of the events were of last Wednesday. Uh, things are looking worse and not better in retrospect. Well, uh, on that uh, pessimistic note, we shall uh, leave it there. <laughs> Professor Kafara, once again, thank you for joining us. I always appreciate it and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Anytime. We're going to move on to part four of the program, TM Views and a Film. Up ahead, we got uh, one more part to go. Taking us there is our final check of traffic and weather.